Dr. Megan Pickens. Top notch. And welcome back. DJ, what's good? Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm trying to get to you right now. Edit that. There's all kinds of work. I love it. Mental health professional. You stupid. All right. So, shooting the breeze topic. Why do people feel they can neglect their relationships, but they would never? This is a good question that I was thinking about because I hear a lot of times out here, like a person will show up to a job consistently. They'll show up, even if they don't like their job, they'll show up, do everything that the manager tells them to do, even if they don't like their manager, however it is. But you're doing everything you need to for that job. But in something that you want to do, which is be in a relationship, you don't really show up a lot of times. I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of times out here, people don't show up for either their spouse or the person that they're courting or things of that nature. And I'm like, why? I feel like it all goes back to people are not built to for delayed gratification. Mm. You already know. <laughs> It's clock. Every time you go to go to work, you can basically like put put it on a calculator and add up how much money I made. I know exactly how much money I made. I know exactly what I'm gonna take home. I see the immediate benefit to coming here, not making my boss mad because I need to feed these people at home. Right. However, when you go home, it's not always instant. It's not like, oh, when I walk through the door, everybody gonna be kisses and hugs and this and this. People live in life. Like, when I show up, hey, man, I, sometimes I just want to walk through the door, go in the bed, and, and don't think it's not because I love everybody here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm tired. I just got through faking it for eight hours. I need, I need a recharge on just being in a space where... We was just talking about on our podcast the process. People don't fall in love with the process. So the beginning of a relationship and sometimes the end, depending on if you like that relationship or not, <laughs> is exciting. But all that middle part is is just fluff. It's just the day to day rigmarole of just the process itself. So people fall in love with that excitement of the beginning and the excitement of the end, but not the middle. And that's where we're struggling at. You got to do that 
day-to-day stuff. So. And for some reason, I think people think that relationships just fall into place. Just because I love you and you love me, we don't have to do anything to maintain that. We have the wedding and that's it. And so they're not intentional about the actual relationship and making time for it. It's just like I'll fit it in between work and everything I do, everything else I do. See, that's that fantasy role that I keep hearing people like the fairy tale. Oh, you found Prince Charming or you found the woman in your dreams and then magically y'all just everything fell perfectly. (laughs) But anybody that knows in relationships, I've said this on a lot of episodes. Relationships take work. If you're not willing to put in the work, you might as well not be in one because it's not going to be beneficial for you because you learn that person, that person learns you. You figure out what works and what doesn't work. You can't bring outside things into your relationship and think it's going to work out best for you. Right. Right. Well, you know, in some of those short stories that you were speaking of, there's no context in between. It's kind of like, you know, this person did this and then they have to have the end. <laughs> they go from the beginning of the process and jump all the way to the end and they put nothing in between. Uh, talking about like what you said as far as going to work and you know what to do and they, the boss sets the expectation. Right. At home, there's really, some, for some people, there's no expectation. Like they go, you go to work, you know you're supposed to do A, B, C, and D. Your boss lays it out. If you go home, your spouse may not expect much of you, or they may have not communicated what it needs to be done inside their relationship mm-hmm. or what their needs are. So it's kind of like you just go through the motion of living day in and day out. Right. So um, that's why I say, to me, when it comes to that, they kind of just, like she said, it just go through it. They don't and you really have at work, you have a code of conduct. You yeah. have a playbook. Yeah. At home, you don't have that code of conduct. Right. <laughs> you, it's kind of assumed, right? Yeah. It's assumed. That's why on on the early episode, I said that people need to have like I don't want to call it customer complaints. You shouldn't just be complaining all the time. <laughs> a suggestion right. box. But a suggestion box. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, even if it's something small. Hey, I just want you to slap my butt sometime, please. But the key to that was I mean, communication. But I'm saying, but you know I mean? if you don't have like the avenue split of me, I'm granted we all got mouths, we should be able to speak. Right. But like I said, when you walk out the door, fam, I don't know what what she walked into at work. Mm-hmm. It might have been a terrible day. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so if I show up, and typically people want to give you bad news first, right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's how we've been designed conditioned. from conditioned from. Oh, ancestors. It's a snake over there. Yes, mm-hmm. a snake over there, but the fruit tree over there too, fam. Mm-hmm. I need to get to the fruit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to figure out how to get rid of the snake so I can give him some fruit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. When you come up, granted, you probably went to work and saw a lot of snakes, but I'm sure, in essence, my viewpoint of myself is I'm the fruit. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, you went and dealt with a whole bunch of people who don't care nothing about you, don't know nothing about you. When you came home, you're supposed to come home to me, which is that person who... I'm finna, you know, pour into you and, and help you get back to your... But should that pouring be throughout the day? Or should we just wait till we get home? Well... Because I mean, if I'm checking in throughout the day, then I know he's had a bad day. Oh, I checked in with him at lunch and he said these people pissed him off from 8 to 10. So I already know 
some that when he come home, it's not gonna be all gravy. <laughs> we or, need to de- or I'm gonna do something extra. Extra, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cook his favorite meal. I'm gonna have a bath ready, whatever, whatever, because I already know I've been checking in throughout the day, right? right? And I think we forget that piece, right? You're not gonna miss meetings at work like we talk about you know you got to go to this meeting at 10 12 2 you're not gonna miss those meetings so why are we missing these check-ins at with our spouse or our partner throughout the day i agree but i think one of the main reasons people do it is because they're like i don't have to be here you have to go to work if you want to make money i take it for granted and so that's one of the huge things is we take each other for granted. Oh, well, it'll be okay. Oh, we'll get to that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. Oh, for those couples, oh, it may be a month before you have sex. Oh, well, we were too busy to have sex and all that kind of stuff. Now, one side building up more resentment, kind of things like that. And all it takes is somebody find that chink in the armor. In any relationship, marriage, once that chink starts chipping away, now, if you don't fix that, you leave yourself exposed. And when you leave yourself exposed, no matter how great it is, all you need is that right person hit you in the right spot. Right. Say the right thing, do the right thing, and don't do the wrong thing. Yeah. Because you don't know. Somebody might come through. Oh, yeah. Time, air and opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. I just feel like when it comes to relationships, at work, you start off proper and do right. And as long as everything go right, you just stare. Because like I said, it's a high expectation as far as ultimately this is what you're going to need to do to be here. Right. Like y'all said earlier, when you go home, those expectations ain't set. You've already came with a remedy. But that basically, I would say suggestion box, you know. But on top <laughs> of that, <laughs> when you, I just don't want people to go through the process of, one, you start your relationship, and after the marriage, you already start that silent quit. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's just like, they said something that you didn't like one day, right? And like I said, there are no clear-cut expectations to either right that wrong or at least discuss it. There's no mm-hmm. expectation. Right. So you just keep going in, and in the back of your mind, I can't believe she said that to me. I can't believe he said that to me. Man, that tit-for-tat happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm going to... I'm gonna make sure I ain't paying Katie Bell this much. She needs to pay that. But you probably been paying that this whole time without any complaints of that. But now Just because you upset, mm-hmm. now you gotta start. I gotta start putting things in your way. To, mm-hmm. I call it trying to alert you. You know, it's mm-hmm. like when you get that email with the red and the yeah. exclamation. But mark. it's passive aggressive. Why right. just say it? That's what I. I think yeah. a lot of times is because we want them to know, but we fear the result of coming directly at them with it like if yeah I, okay simple easy way a lot of times when people get married and all those kind of things you hear a lot of men complain about the lack of intimacy sex and mm-hmm. things of that nature mm-hmm. and yes sometimes you would love to tell your spouse hey <laughs> i'm gonna need you to get on your job but then if i say it like that it's gonna be like Oh my God! Took it the wrong way. Like she, like when she heard that, that's right the thing you said. It's one, the way you one, say it. One, we talking about jobs and we put relationships here right now. Yes, right. There's no space unless you're about to quit. Where you just gonna go and read your boss? There's no, there's no space. Because mm-hmm. yeah. at the end of the day, I still need this check. People need to start realizing you still 
if you don't need the relationship, you still want it. Yeah, because I think yeah. it's a mindset yeah. shift because y'all talked about how you don't have to be there. Well, I'm sorry. This means I have to be there. <laughs> right. This means I have to be there. This means that, and you mentioned that, you know, you, you got to do this in order to be here. Well, this means I got to do this in order right. to be here. So those mindset shifts have to happen from job to relationship. It's it's almost like they, they equal kind of like right. you have to have the same mindset yeah. that you have at work at home. Because otherwise, you are going to silently quit or yeah. whatever, and you are going to be doing that tit for tat or whatever, and they are not uh, not going to communicate your expectations. But, you know, yeah, saying stuff like get on your job, that's going to be a whole issue. And like, then I, I want to... It's going to be a problem. You yeah. would not but go and talk to you. You, you ain't would not to talk to your boss, boss like, like that. No, and no. I just be like, even though I don't want you to view your spouse as your boss, treat them like a boss, though. Mm-hmm. That same level of respect, you're going to go in there and show that person who, granted, it seems like they write your check. They don't write your check. The company do. It's somebody right. that you don't know nothing of. They just put in a place to show the face, mm-hmm. right? When you get home, you, my wife ain't my boss. Mm-hmm. However, if anybody going to get the respect, when I walk through the door, it's hot. Mm-hmm. I guarantee like, it's no, we ain't finna try to figure it out. None of that. Hey, even when this stuff I don't want to do. Brian, can you can you can you put this together? In the back of my mind, I'm like, I got 110 things that I'd rather do right now. <laughs> 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 you know, I but I'm not gonna tell her that. Right. My yeah. only question, like, all right, when you need it done. Just yeah. so I tell my boss, like, hey, when you need it done. Yeah. I ain't got. I'm not gonna give you like a terrible, a hard time communicating with me because all that does is. Force you into a space where I don't want to ask him for every time I ask him for something, he gets to nagging or tripping. Or, I'll just go pay somebody else to do it. And then yeah. that's why back in the day, you always saw the milkman or the, or the local milkman <laughs> laying with your lady. Because yes. he don't ever come with no complaints. Oh. I need somebody to fix the sink. Okay. okay. She ain't worried about it. Next thing you know, he do everything else in yeah. But that's like that's like a drop in the bucket though. Like we mentioned, um, increased intimacy for I us. was going to say like, that um, you know quality time. We want that time, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Just an example. So, but if we treat those things as drops in the bucket, you'll eventually get what you want, right? So the milkman, the whatever, they get what they want because they dropping things in the bucket. Right. They they're pouring into that person. There is no problem. I promise you, <laughs> if you pour into that woman. Them legs will go that's like, like okay. <laughs> so that's that's what I wanted to jump in and say because I don't know where this myth came from that women don't like sex. Women don't like bad sex and they don't like sex with strangers. So if we're not intimate and you're not taking care of other stuff, I can tell you right now, if you married to a woman that's 40 and over, because I'm talking about my lane, I'm 50, and I know 40-year-old to 50-year-old women, and we are like 18-year-old boys inside. So if we don't want to have sex with you, something is wrong. I don't like it or something else. And we need to talk about it. But people don't talk about intimacy and they don't talk about what they like. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing. Not only talking about different people need to just talk in relationships and talk in marriage. Ask for what you want, because you're going to be mad later if you don't. And you're going to be mad that you wasted the time. Stop agreeing to things that you don't agree to. If you don't want to have sex once a month, don't say that. Don't agree to it ever. I'm sorry. I I understand that, you know, men love who they love and they want to they might agree to things when they just so they can get the person. But it is going to backfire. Do not do that. Absolutely. 
And just like you clock in at that job every single day for eight hours, we're going to clock in for eight hours. And then you expect mm-hmm. that check at the end of two weeks. Right. Well, you expect some intimacy. I need you to clock in every day. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, we have to like treat our relationship pretty much like our job. We have to start having that same mindset. Right. Man. Yeah. No, definitely agree with that. Definitely know what you mean. You would like this job. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but I do want you, like, prioritize it like a job. Yes. I'm gonna do this for you, and it's and it's solely because I chose you. It's a lifelong contract. You can quit your job tomorrow and find mm-hmm. another job. Ask the what's the Tia Mari? She the one who reached. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now she like if I go on this dating scene, I can't seem to find nobody. The coordinate, this is dead. <laughs> That's dead. All the old stuff that she mm-hmm. expected from me. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's like, a celebrity. And you can't get it, and used to be, you know, prime choice. Mm-hmm. Up echelon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah. if you don't like it, and you're not already signed this, hey, we just need to fix this. There's some things in here from this that we discussed earlier. If we haven't discussed it, let's discuss it now. Mm-hmm. And we need to start working on those. Make this because I intend to be in this for the long run. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna jump to Nixon. That was quality. <laughs> right. Oh well, go straight to you won't believe this. You can go to just so you know. You wanna go you won't believe this? Whichever way you wanna go. We gonna go you won't believe this. And you won't believe this is brought to you by. As always, love to shout out my beautiful wife. Love you, baby. I ask all y'all to check out her product lines. Yanni like mine, Trace is like mine, and Wasted Desires. Wasted Desires is you could go wasteddesires.com. These are waist beads, anchors, bracelets, thigh chains, all those things to make your body shine and glitter. Um, traces like mine, this is hair care products for a black woman, by a black woman. You know, most black women will say they don't have our products in the store for us. Then Yanni like mine. Ladies, if you do not know what your Yanni is, please <laughs> look it up. It does not take care right. of itself. <laughs> Show love to each other, love mm-hmm. to yourselves. Oh, yeah. So, we have our own podcast. Yeah. It is called Our Empowered Combos. And we talk about high achieving, high powered black, black women, women and relationships and family and work and everything Just in between. Just making sure that um, as we're achieving, on as we're crushing these corporate ladders, that we are also empowered because we're always the ones empowering everybody else. And we also mm-hmm. need to be empowered as well. And we want to talk about good relationships with family, friends, loved ones, boundaries. everybody, boundaries, all of that. And we're very real on our podcast, too. We, are. we was cussing quite a lot. In this <laughs> 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 Sometimes we have that subject. We got to say it correct. I got to say it right. Yes. And we have many podcasts in between our podcasts, too. So, oh. yeah. Right. But oh, anybody want to show love? Oh man, uh, I want to show some love. I'm take. I'm take a quick shot of his book. Shout out to my beautiful wife. I know you guys probably you guys are watching. Uh, I want to shout out my boy Bryce Slaughter Cuts. Uh, 
Four Way, Texas. Also, I want to shout out We Talk Mavs, best basketball talking to you, a Mavs fan. Go check them out. Top notch. Uh, Tyler Bailey, luxury clothes by luxury guy. He met, he's a barber, he's in Dallas. I do not have his number. I should get it though. Uh, and of course, above all, I would like to shout out us, which is something, the number four, DA people. On YouTube, go ahead, type in podcast at the end of that, and it's gonna minimize those search results. Come up a lot quicker. If the, if you're in the podcast universe, if it, if it's a podcast, if any, any podcast station of any sort, you can find us. Cool beans. Like, share, subscribe, and if you are going to leave a rating, we prefer five stars at all times. Cool beans. If you, for some odd reason, find yourself in a place to where Five stars is something you cannot give. Do not, do not concern yourself. Don't be upset. Keep the rating to yourself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say talk to us. You can still watch. Just move yourself on and just let the people who love it, love it. All right. Uh, and one more time, for people in the back, that is something. The number four. D-A-P. People. YouTube type podcast. All right. You won't believe this. Women are mad at Kendra G, a social media relationship show host, because she said that women are passing up good men for the idea of the perfect man. Okay. Hmm. Passing up good guys. Interesting. I know a lot of people always ask that question what's a good guy? But I would hope. When, when you're looking at the level of what you consider a quality or good guy, it should at least be at a certain level. They have a job. They're respectful. They're, they clean themselves. They're hy- hygiene. Different things of that nature, you know. They're um, not in it just for self. It's like, as a good guy, I'm not expecting you to be perfect. Like, everybody can't be like me, but... Oh, wow. Well. I mean, that's just my trash talk. I, I don't talk trash, but it's like that. But I'm confident because I'm secure and I know what I do. But everyone cannot do those same things. So I'm just saying there should be a level when you say a good man. It should at least be a certain level. So, as you can see by my face, I have something to say because I'm the only person that's single in here dating. And so, all of the the things you're saying are correct. However, you have to add on all the extra. Um, there's this whole hookup culture poly thing I can share. And so, people will say, well, he's a good man. You should accept him even though he sleeps with five other women or even though he is married or even though he is separated. So that's where I think it comes in because good is subjective. So, yes, those are all good qualities. But it's like the expectation is that if you have like one non-negotiable or whatever, then you want them to be perfect. So that's that's where I think that comes in. At least that's might been my experience. So it's like, oh, he's perfect. He does whatever, you know. So what that he, you know, right? Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. And so, I mean, in the scheme of things, I'm not saying that would necessarily remove somebody like the kids or whatever. But it's like, how many baby mamas who I got to deal with? You know, there's other things to it. So it's a lot more intricate than just being a good man because good 
is a subjective term. Same thing for women, because I'm not saying we're exempt either. question you did ask how many baby mamas because i'd be like look if you on child six with baby mama number four exactly like the track record but if you were married if you were married for 18 years and y'all had six kids it didn't work out that's a different thing so yeah so that's why I'm saying that. So that doesn't necessarily knock you out. And if people are into poly or whatever, then that probably won't knock them out. But for me, like, no, you are not a good man for me. I'm not saying you're not good, but you're not good for me because I don't share my toys. So. The term is subjective because what may work for one may not work for the other. Mm-hmm. So you can, and then also sometimes a lot of us think that we're good at, we're good men at, certain qualities and at the same time they're not they're not all that great you know what i'm saying like you like okay i do i pay the bills i take care of this i buy you what you want and all this but you can treat it like trash once you get them exactly and so like it's it's very subjective and And those qualities that you just mentioned those aren't impressive to a high-powered woman right that we we make it our own so okay great you paid the bills you bought me what i wanted i could do it too (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. no subjective like you said subjective so what works works for one person is not going to work for another know know your level you got to know your level where are you in life to be asking for this this that and the other <laughs> right so you got to know yourself as well and what's important to her because there's also for me you know money money is important money is important because it allows you to live a good life but money does not necessarily make you happy and i hear people saying yes it does and i I can understand that but if we are billionaires but we hate each other and we are in conflict every day we come home that money does not mean anything it's just like a a band-aid or something like that so that if that's not important that's not important to me now i don't want to be starving and I like a bunch of stuff that I do for myself already. So I don't want you stepping in one telling me I can't still do that stuff for myself or complaining about having to do it. So that's where money comes in. But money does not motivate me like that, you know, in the sense that, oh, I'll just date you because you have money. Like mm-mm. if you're an asshole, you can go to the back of the line well, and be rich. On her, um, social media platform that. She was talking about a lot of ladies, when they look for men, they look for, oh, he has to be six feet or taller. Mm-hmm. But only 10% of men are six feet or taller. So if you're saying, oh, he has to be six feet, you only going within 10%. I know there's going to be some person out there that says, well, I only want one. But if everybody else wants that same right. ones you want, you're going to compete for them. Well, I'm five too. So, you know, five right. five eight is tall to me. Right. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't know. Me and my wife's friend, she was like five feet tall, but she was like, he has to at least be six four. And I give her grief all the time. I'm like, what do you need a six four or taller man when you're only five feet? You're I mean, I'll take him, but I'm not going to be like, okay, is this, <laughs> give me, give me an this is a beautiful life. man that's 5'10 and I don't like him. Oh, but, so for me, but yeah, but there's other uh, reasons. There's so reasons. Give, give, give the details. Uh-uh. Okay, you know. 5'8 can reach the top of the refrigerator. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. If being honest, if you if we being honest, being tall is overrated. Yes, it like, is. It, 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 
It's I don't like being tall. There's always somebody wants you to do something. For real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because you definitely, I, I'm short, short, so I'm like, yes, go get that, please. <laughs> like, every time I go to the store, it's always the elderly lady when I go down an aisle. Um, excuse me, could you get that? No, not that one. The one in the very back. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll come tap you on the shoulder. <laughs> Young man, can you can you grab this for me? I, I'm, I can't reach it. Of course I'm not going to tell you, oh, you ain't going to be able to do it. I would just like to insert myself. That's happened to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, the only reason I say some of these things is because, like, I understand you should have Everyone should have certain expectations for what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. But when your expectations go to unreasonable, like if you're saying, hey, he must make six figures. Don't get me wrong. I understand nobody wants to be broke. Mm -hmm. You should not want to be broke, especially in today's time. Mm -hmm. But this people that make 50000 the average salary in America is like 52000 mm -hmm. So you're sitting here telling me, for average, 52000 is not good. He must make 100000 or more. If you find that man, that's great. But for you and not everybody that doesn't make that, that's uh, kind of a unreasonable expectation. Yeah. Now, I'm saying, yeah, I don't want nobody working at McDonald's because, <laughs> hey. She might McDonald's be the manager. Pay bills now. Unless you going to pay the majority or he going to pay the majority. I mean, on the grand scale, like, as a dude, I'm not even, if a chick told me she, in the past, if a chick told me she worked at McDonald's, I don't eat off your I don't eat off your bank, so I'm not concerned. But see, it's a little different the other way, I think, too. And we kind of talked about this earlier because, like I said, I'm single. So I was saying that I, I am over six figures and I'm starting to think about changing it because I used to not care about it. But now I'm thinking, OK, maybe I do want somebody that makes it, but it's not so we can have more money. It's so that person won't be insecure and upset because I make more because that's been what my challenge is, is that I don't care. And I'm not saying a bum, you know, like just you're not making anything, but I'm saying, OK, maybe you make 85 or whatever. OK, I make more than that. I don't care. You know, we, we are doing good. We have decided who's going to pay what and all that. That's fine with me. But then you have problems with it or you say something every time I book a speaking a bit or you kind of do, do little shots at me. And so that was my experience in my marriage. It was a competition. So that's why it kind of made me change my mindset about that a little bit. I mean, the only reason I bring it up is because I guess that's money has never been the expectation of why I want to be with a woman or not. Because I could say it like this. My wife, at one point in time, she was making more money than me. I was like, okay, I don't care. We're going to handle this as we do as a unit. Right. But then I started making a lot more than my wife. And I'm like, again, it's still the same thing. We're going to handle this as a yeah. unit. I don't understand why there's men out here because at first I was like, are there really men out here that Absolutely. insecure? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, as long as you're not throwing what you're making in my face, exactly. But the but men assume. And he said earlier, he said it's ego. It's yeah. ego. It's, it's pride and it's ego. And what other people think too, because yeah. their pride, yeah. For example, if yo, if, if me and you talk, 
And I'd be like, oh, well, you know, my wife make a little bit more than me. Oh, now you're not taking care of your house? Right. You know, <laughs> dictate what's going on here. You, have, you, you feel like you less of a man because your boys is clowning you about your woman making a few hundred, a few thousand more than you make. You know what I'm saying? And like for me, I'm, I ain't got no shame in it. My wife make more money than me right now. I'm a, I do social work, so but um, she make more money than me now. I could care less. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm secure in it because we live in a life that we want to live, and she good, I'm good. It don't make no difference. Right, and that's how I look at it. It's yeah. like as long as we doing for each other. Now it's different if let's say you making a hundred thousand and I'm making like forty thousand, and you keep throwing in my face. Oh well, you're not making money. That I could see would be an issue. Right. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't care. Like, baby, spend your money. I'm gonna do what I need to do with mine. If we have to come together, cool, we come together. But if I can, again, I pay the mortgage on my house. It's not because I want boast that I paid the mortgage. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm like, hey, let me take care of this. Cool. Hey, baby. And I told my wife when we bought our house. I'll take care of the mortgage and stuff like that. What I need you to do, take care of the children. When it comes to things they need, take care of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we work as a unit. Because if I'm spending all the money, but you're making way more money than me, it, I yeah. pay the mortgage, I pay all the bills, I do all this stuff, and take care of the kids. What are How are we working together? Right. So I feel like... <laughs> Into, I feel like you still surface level on that because one, you gotta also dive into why is that? Why is that the norm though? So, yeah, if a guy is making less, and why why would your boys feel the need to clown you for that? On top of why would your boys feel the need to clown you for that? You like well the next guy I meet. Well, why isn't there a, like why do men overall feel like? I have to make this level of money in order to have it's, I, I mean, granted, I, I got married, but I didn't. But I didn't get married for a subscription-based marriage. Right. <laughs> I wanted to be like, hey, if you ain't paying your fourteen ninety-nine a month, buddy, I'm so sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to go out and be like, oh, buddy. So you tell me you got premium cable, but you pay the basic package? You, <laughs> in class, like, in what world does it, what world it does it no, It makes no sense, honestly. And then sense. also, like, for some men, like, they feel like providing is the only thing that they can offer. Oh, my God. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, yeah. that's the only yeah. thing that they can do. So the, the providing of the money, I can't take care of you. I can't be there for you emotionally. I can't build you up spiritually. Mm-hmm. So if me being able to add more money into the house is going to give me that that leverage, then that's what I'm going to do. And if I can't do it, what else do I have to give? So what I'm saying so is much. this. I, well, some of them feel like they really can't, though. Like, the, you know, yeah, what I'm they're saying incapable is, of it in their minds. Because mm-hmm. in order to display or give somebody something, you got to first receive it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. a large portion, at least for our generation, a large portion of that was... I remember distinctly, my dad goes to work, my dad makes some money, my dad comes home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong, my dad across the board did a lot of stuff that I did not see other people's fathers doing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He, 
he ain't got you out here trying to learn how to do this or do that or do. My dad did. Like, hey, if I'm going to go get on this call, you can learn because you're going to have a call one day. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Or, or if I'm going to get up on this roof and fix this roof, you need to get up here because mm-hmm. you have a roof one day. Mm-hmm. Right? So he Save taught me how to maintain a home as far as the like the physical structure, the cars and all that. But mm-hmm. at a certain point, there is like an emotional input. Yeah. And then we also got to go through, and I, I, I do despise bringing it up. But it's a real thing. It, it happened. So, you know, you had your whole 80s situation and then the whole epidemic mm-hmm. with the crack epidemic. Mm-hmm. Which took a lot of fathers out of the home. So you got a large generation of men, young men, mm-hmm. at this point, middle-aged men, right? Yeah. Who's never seen what I saw coming up. Like, they right. never saw right. a guy in the home who, I'm going to show my wife love. They I'm going to be here for my kids. I'm going to show you... Cause I meet dudes right now in they in they thirties and forties, and they'll be like, "Well, I had to call Triple A," but I'm like, "But you got a time to trunk. Mm-hmm. You got a four way." Mm-hmm. Now, in in hindsight, I can see the error in my ways. Mm-hmm. I'm doing exactly what a person would have did if you told me your wife made more than you. Right. Right. I'm gonna clown you because you don't know you it. Don't but know if I don't you know. offer, hey, well, let me show. Hey, fam, pull up YouTube real quick. Right. Tie right. did change my tire. You ain't gotta wait. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of just trying to get a laugh off you, if I tried to me instill something in you, bro, yeah. everything is somebody who who went through what you went through. You can get through that. I think. But, yeah, I think that like you talk about surface level going deeper. There's this there's this tension between black men and black women. There just is, and I don't know what that is. And it's this age old conversation of submission. It's this age old conversation of competition. There is some rift between us that we're not resolving and it's getting worse and worse and worse as we get into the social media culture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we talk about money, you know, my dad did as well. He was a provider, Dallas sheriff for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. But the messages that I heard as the oldest child of four children, <laughs> right? There's not enough, or you can't do this because we don't have or whatever. So in my mind, never again. Right. My trauma was like, never again will that be my story. That won't be my children's story. So, yeah, I'm out here making six figures. So that's the, you know, so people grow up with different traumas and that's how those messages get to us. So, yeah, I am out here making six figures because that won't be my child's story. Right. So but but to get deep, there is this this tension between black men and black women Mm -hmm. for some reason. I don't don't understand the whole thing with submission because. What I'm saying is, whether you take it biblically or whatever, um, the Bible says submit yourselves one to another. Thank you. So that means you submit to me, I submit to you. Mm-hmm. Husbands, love your wives as God loved the church and gave himself. That means I'm willing to die for my wife right now. That is submission. Mm-hmm. Like, I will give it all up right now. I'd rather me not eat than my family not eat. Mm-hmm. If it's one piece of chicken and Hey, look like I ain't eating today because they're going to eat. Hey, that's some ducks right there. Yeah, right the we saw a duck when we pulled up. Like, a turkey? What is that? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Like that, it's a it's like little a, river. Yeah, it's a little pond. And there's like 
ducks that just. But thank you for saying the other part of that one to another because people want to beat you over the head with wives submit to your husbands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just just beat you in the head with a Bible with that and they don't keep reading. For some reason, we use money to leverage that though. Yes. Okay, if I make more money than you, I can tell you what to do. I can tell you what to do, but that is not the point of submission. And so you mentioning that you don't understand it is if a man is worried about a woman making more money than him well she's never gonna submit to me because he views her as the provider for some reason i don't understand and that's not true if we have a we mentality if we are we and we're actually married because we talked about that earlier too because people really want to have marriage marriage uh rewards and behaviors and not be married married. so if we're not actually married then technically not even on the table and you don't have to provide for me (laughs) either it's not even on the table I never looked at, uh, when I heard submission in the past and things like that, it's like for certain things, yes, I do need my wife to submit to me. And what I mean by that is like, for example, the way I grew up, where I grew up, all those kind of things, I'm always aware of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. My wife, for a fact, is not aware of her surroundings. <laughs> so I tell her, <laughs> hey. I it's am. I grew up with a single mama. Yeah, and I grew up with a single mama. It's about you being safe. Mm-hmm. So if I say, no, do not do that, it's not because, oh, I'm trying to lord this over you. I'm trying to be the alpha man or whatever they call it. Yeah, that's but some nonsense. It's too. the fact that I'd rather you be safe. I'd rather you be in, come home at night than have to uh, worry about, oh, well, she wanted to hang out with all her friends to a certain time at this club that you know and got shot up like, Four or five times, and uh, um, mm-hmm. oh, women getting kidnapped and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, nah, I don't never want that to happen to mine. So if I'm like, hey, don't do that. It's for a reason, not just because I'm trying to exert dominance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the show a while back, um, I forgot. Either way, the lady said, I was like, why is it that you know, predictable men? Or just not like the thing, like because you know, in order to become predictable, the reason I became predictable is so if something should happen to me, you should be able to figure out what I was doing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. If 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 Brian ain't at home, he at work. If Brian ain't at work, he at Jeremy House. If Brian ain't at Jeremy House, he's back at home. Like it's real <laughs> simple. So if anything should take place, but all that manifested itself from my youth. When Brian was out of pocket, Brian got in a fight. When yeah. Brian was out mm-hmm. of pocket, Brian got shot at. Mm-hmm. And all those different interactions with the world put me in this space to where I'd rather go to the places that if I can't control them, somebody else I know does control them. Right. Yeah. So that made me aware of my surroundings. I know if I'm out of what my norm, I, if, if I have to beat up, there's certain things that has to happen. I'm at this restaurant, I have to sit where I can see the exit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm trying to tell you you can't sit in this seat. Mm-hmm. It's because if somebody run in here, I can tell you to get out and I can go do what I got to do because mm-hmm. I'm submitting myself to my wife. Hey, yeah. I got kids. I don't need you hurt. Mm-hmm. In no way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to go home. Not saying that I don't. Just right. saying that if one of but us go, one of us go, you going to go. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I said all that to say. I feel like the term submission over time, and I really feel like a large portion of this comes from the media 
and yes and cultures that are not ours like right because we, we black women always worked <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, even even if they were at home my great-grandmother had 16 kids never worked a day in her life raised chickens sold eggs did all, like all kind of stuff in the house made clothes so she worked and that was not seen as less than it wasn't like oh you're just a housewife right. kind of thing we we have always worked so that some of this our problem yeah. is European culture being pushed on us. That is not our culture. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Like, We've always been. The... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you, you good. But that's that's the point that I was, I was going to throw that out there. That, 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 there are concepts about how our lives went that don't apply to this. Yeah. And we trying to take those and mold them into something that we don't subscribe to. Yes. Right? Right. You know, so like we, we just. That European style of submission We've taken that content, made it into something that's been glorified through media. Yes. And we try to push it on people that didn't grow up like that. Yeah. Yes. It's like you, the, the average person that you know, if, if you at your house and you got a two-parent household, you didn't see that type of domination and submission in your house. Yeah. But why all of a sudden, now that you're an adult, you want to subscribe to that? I got to push that. I got to push mm-hmm. this narrative because I got to keep up with the people that are out there in the media, I right? Keep up with it because yeah. if I don't, I look less than. Right. Yep. And it don't make sense. It doesn't because we've always had big mamas who mm-hmm. were the matriarchs of the family and held us together, even in Africa. I mean, the women are dominant, so I don't know why we're so upset, you know, with this concept and why now, like you said, those European concepts are being pushed on us, and even in the workplace, though, a lot of others are <laughs> pushing these concepts on our men and say and saying yes. things to them like oh you, you don't need to get your, your wife in line you get your wife in order and that and then y'all come home and try to do that and we like who you, you talking, talking to, to? exactly <laughs> right yes like, you know right <laughs> like who you it's, talking it's, to? it's like because if you take it a step further you're gonna talk to your mama like that mm-hmm. did you talk to your sister like that right. right why do you feel like you have the right to disrespect me and come home and do that same thing right. on top just on the base level man you left and went to work and everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you have any reason to complain to come check me before you went to work? Right. Right. You let some guy who most likely finna get divorced because it's a high divorce rate on this. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And you gonna let that dude over there tell you mess up your thing? I've been here and I've been doing right. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. he got a bed for you at his house? Cause, right. Cause, cause he's not gonna come over here. Right. If he ain't got a bed for you at his house, cause he sure ain't got no raise for you. Right. <laughs> Shut up, sit down, and eat this piece of chicken, hey, go about hey, your hey, business. Like, yes. Like and whatever, whatever you going through that day, check yourself up here. Yeah. It's a whole <laughs> different show, huh? <laughs> he jumped in, and you know what grinds my gears. So, Uh-oh. you're opinionated, single friends. Hmm. What credentials do they have to speak on something that they have not experienced? So, keep in mind, if you have a single friend who has been married and has been down that road, this does not apply to you. Okay, <laughs> you have working experience in my realm to then speak because at that point you're in my you got advice. I can tell you what caused mine to fail. Yes, and I can help you avoid. I tell my as clients a married that. Married woman, as a married person, yes. As a dating person, shut up. 
And what I mean by a dating person, every last person on this earth is going to date somebody at some point in time. Mm -hmm. But they swear up and down, they know exactly what it takes to be married and mm -hmm. all the things that work in there. Dating and marriage, two oh. different things. Absolutely. Anybody that's ever been married will tell you. Nah, this ain't easy. We got to work at this. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like he said, and if we failed, then what caused it? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell my clients that all the time. I can tell you what not to do or what not to allow real quick. You know, it didn't mm -hmm. happen. Two people have to do it. I can tell you that, number one. You can't just do it by yourself. I yes. can't. N none of y'all that are married can hold up your marriage just by yourself. It that's will never work. So that's why I just look at it as... If you're married, surround yourself with wise counseling. Yeah. Other people that have actually, not the faking shake, because yeah. if, if you only married on paper, that's not real marriage. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we married, but you do what you want, I do what I want, that's it. Right. Anybody that's actually truly been married, been working on marriage, you know, hey, it's a sacrifice. Certain mm -hmm. things I have to give up for the stability of our family. Certain things you have to give up. If you're not willing to sacrifice, you do not want to be married. Yeah. And if you are someone who cannot relieve yourself of your ego, please don't go down this road, okay? Yeah. Like, at a certain point, everything about you gets tested. Everything. Mm -hmm. Yo, well, if you the macho man, it's going to be a point where it ain't something you can fight. Yeah. It ain't going to be a fight. Yeah. You're going to have to you have to experience this and you're going to have to dive deep into yourself emotionally. And if you ain't been there, you're going to be out, a fish out of water. It's hard to breathe. Mm -hmm. yeah, if you're somebody who has never been in a in a physical altercation, all it's going to take is that one person that's outside your relationship to come step to your person, trying to get them from you. Yeah. And it's going to put you in that space mm -hmm. to where... I'm about, to, I'm about to either hurt this man or hurt this woman. <laughs> or he is. They just don't get it. They mm -hmm. you know I mean? Yeah. This is a different thing. This ain't us dating, baby. This we married. It's more. Yeah. yeah. So I be, I, it was an old person who told me this. They said, Brian, don't listen to people who have less than you unless they can tell you when they had more than you. That's the word. And I was like, at first, because I was young when they said it, I was like, <laughs> One, when you have more than less, how did you get less? And he's like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> and, you know, it's one of them old folks who just, you know, yeah. I'm in here talking because, you know, I'm young, I'm bullheaded. I'm going to just say some wild stuff and go on about my day. And it's just like, buddy, you don't know nothing. Let me just say this to you. And she said it, and it was a cryptic way, and I didn't get it till I got here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's so many people that I used to hear that I should have closed my ears to. Yeah. Just been like, you talk a lot, but bro, you ain't ever said nothing to me. You've never told me anything of value. You said a lot of words. But it's like a it's like a children's book when I needed a novel. <laughs> like yeah. stop, bro. Yeah. The world that I'm in is so vastly different from yours. And I'm not to discredit anyone's right. lifestyle because I've been there too. Mm -hmm. I tell kids all the time the problem with the youth is the older people around you can see themselves. Mm -hmm. Like I can see, I can see me at twenty. I can see me at 16, right. I can see me at ten, and how I moved and how I operated. The problem with youth is you forget 
that old man with the gray hair, that old woman with the gray hair, that's you one day. If you lucky enough, that's you. Yeah. My mother used to say to me, what did she say? The older you get, the smarter I'll be. And she said that to me, like, at, you know, 10, 12. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. And now I'm like, Lord, if I was going to listen to her, you know, exactly. And I think, I, my, you know, my daughter would feel the same. It's like, you know, you don't want to hear things when you're younger because you're invincible. So you heard that. So you was like, oh, I'm a, you know. 40, 50, 30, all of that, that's a long way off. Exactly, yeah. It's like, true. talking about the other day. You saw a sign up that said 20, what was 20, 30? And I was like, man, I would have been, uh, out of school 25 years. I'm like, wow. It kind of like, it's a blessing, for one. It is. It's a blessing, but it punches you in the face when you see how far along you done came down this road. Right. Because it's like, it definitely makes you not waste time because, mm-hmm. I, like I said earlier, I turned 50 last year. My birthday's in December. I'm like, what happened to my year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it is, it's, it's basically summer. November now. I, I mean, October now. January and 40 is looking at me like, hey, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I always say, do not waste time. Yeah. Yes. They keep stuff fresh and new. Listen, I still got young energy, don't play. Still got young energy. First of all, if I'm somebody go where where is his wife? He is obviously somebody is. Uh, you the person that's sleeping sleeping in public at the party. I'm like I'm not going. Yeah, don't good we don't do parties too much. Oh mm-hmm. lord! But unless like one of us do. Yeah. Right. Like I said, I have to be some because like I said, through the foolishness of my youth, I've recognized when I don't know the person in control, yep. it's not a good place for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to That's some good there. wisdom. I, I don't like going to a club. We, I ain't been to a club in at least 10 years. I'm like, I've went to a lounge before, but going to the club really because I'm like, I don't have time to either have to hurt somebody or have to watch my back because somebody else is moving Wrong, you're not missing anything, I, and I don't I, even go often. I can tell you, you're not, it's nothing it's like, I, I don't it's like driving a car, you got to drive mm-hmm. everybody out there on the street, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yep. you know, in, in, a, in that type of situation, I, if I got my back turned in a, in a section that I'm sitting in, it's uncomfortable for me because yeah. I don't know who behind me, I don't know mm-hmm. what you're doing, and just like you say. The actions of my youth have taught me, look, if, I, if there are certain elements that I can't control, I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as, as you've gotten older, the more control that you have on what you do has become more important to you. Right. Yeah. Well, and then you know, try try being me, being in Dallas for twenty years, hadn't been to a club in however long. Go and see the same person you saw twenty years ago <laughs> in the club. <laughs> it's like that is a sad state of affairs, right there. Yeah. That, that is not where you should have been hanging out and spending your time for twenty years. <laughs> yeah. You know, they say just because you're older doesn't make you. Oh Lord, no. Make you. Wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, my grandma used to always say nothing worse than the old fool. Boy. Mm-hmm. I think everybody grandma. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause, you know why? Because she been there. She lived it and she met the old fool. Oh, fool. Yeah. 
She got a lot to learn with this. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So we we discussed it. If you had a, a younger you, because understand, like I said, we can see us in people, mm-hmm. but they can't see us right. in in them because they ain't there yet. Right, right, right. If you had that person sitting right here, and for some odd reason, they actually had their ears open that day, is there something that you would say? that you feel is most people like this is could alter your situation whether it be it don't don't think granted we do talk marriage and stuff yeah. it can be from like financial uh, marital emotional mental whatever you can take mm-hmm. if you had that person here what would you say mm, i would probably say be you make choices for you Right. Because no matter what it is, relationship, money, job, whatever it is, it, now that I look back, a lot of choices I wouldn't have made if they were for me. Right. So, if they were not for other people. Right. So make choices for yourself and not for other people. Right. So I always say to people, I love my child with everything in me. But if I had looked back, she wouldn't be here. <laughs> right she wouldn't be here right because i made that decision for another person and not for me right mm-hmm. so she's everything to me but she wouldn't be here <laughs> and that's just that's the right. honest mom truth yeah, for yeah, you yeah, right? right yeah i wouldn't choose the career i'm in either love mm-hmm. it to death right love it to death it's what i'm in is what i do i excel in it but it would i wouldn't choose this again right so make choices for you is this what you really want so a lot of people don't are not intentional in their youth, right? We don't want to be intentional till we get 40, 50. Now, right, now we want exactly. to be intentional, right? <laughs> and our life is is passing us done passed us by. Now we want to be intentional. Right. But I would say start with that, you know, being intentional very early on in your life. Be intentional about everything. Mine is a little bit different because mine would be more about you don't care about what people think. And it's just my personality. I've just been like that since I was a kid. So it would, you know, do things scared. Go ahead and do it. Go away to school. Um, Don't mess with that man or that one or that one. (laughs) Don't get married. (laughs) Not to that person. Um, I, I would say all of that. And really, like she said, make choices for yourself. And you don't have to have money to do everything. Like I would have been traveling. I travel now, but I feel like I should have done that and taken my kids to all the places I got taken to because I didn't need to be a millionaire to do that. I was just always so scared about everything and fearful of failure. So going away to college is a big one. Like, oh, yeah. Leave your I think my kid wouldn't be here away. if I had gone away to college. Go four or five states over. Leave your hometown but because of that when my daughter was college age she could not go she could not go to a junior college yeah. i don't care if she would have had all if she didn't but i would not allow it and she could not go she could not live at home she had to go live on the campus and i you know it was her choice but it was because i didn't get to that experience because i did everything early i had her early you know all of that kind of stuff so i was like i don't want you to be me so well i would say well, I would say is the quit trying to please everyone. The person you need to be working on is you. So be the best you you can be and accept you for who you are. <laughs> because I realized in my youth, I was too busy trying to do too many things to please other people instead of figuring out the things that I wanted, the things that I needed, 
the things that were going to push me forward. Even when I realized I messed up on things, I still always was like, oh, well, as long as everybody else thinks I look this way, I'm good. Instead of actually fixing the person I was and actually being good. So it took me a while before I actually got there myself. And then once I got to where it was like, this is me. I don't care who feels anything. I stepped into my own, stepped out of the shadows. Never looked back. I would say everybody can't go. Mm, that's everybody a good got a lane. Everybody got a lane. And I spent a long time, a lot of my life, trying to pull people with me. Like, hey, bro, look, I'm going over here to do this. Come with me. You gonna you gonna like it. But at the same time, it's like some stuff just for you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you got planes, you got rockets, right? When you get on a rocket going in outer space, it's it's very few people who have piloted a rocket because it's only the essentials. I need the pilot. <laughs> I need the mechanic. I need the person who know how to land this thing. And everybody else, if you don't perform an essential function in this, you can't go. Right. And you got to be okay with being like, oh, yeah, yeah, bro, we we kicked it tough real young. Road dog. Except you can't roll on this road, bro. You got to right. stay here. I'm going to go. I'll tell you what it was like when I get back. Mm-hmm. How about that? But I can't bring you because this is one of them trips. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There are plane rides in life. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of seats on the plane. If, if I'm going back down memory lane, high school reunion, perfect. Mm-hmm. Bro, you need me to pick you up on the way? We can go back. Okay. But on the way to what I deem is my success or whatever I'm trying to accomplish in life, I've recognized that at a certain point, if they're not essential to it, they just wait. Mm-hmm. Just, you're just holding it. Eventually, you're going to be the balloon that somebody got to let go. Because mm-hmm. it's like, that's the whole point. We all buy the balloon, but eventually we all know, I'm not going to hold this balloon for two, three days. Right. Eventually, it's either going to pop, and we all going to be sad, I'm going to let it go, and you, everybody's been that kid looking up in the sky like, I wonder where that went. Mm-hmm. You got to let go. Everybody can. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. But I would, for me, I would tell them to give yourself grace. Hmm. Give yourself grace. I know for a long time growing up, and as a, a, a young adult, achievement of certain things was just so important to me. And when I didn't get that, I would be super hard on myself. Mm-hmm. So give yourself some grace and, and give yourself time to get to the level that you want to get to. We, we all not going to get there the same day or the same month or the same year. And, of course, disappointments happen sometimes in life. Don't get so hard on yourself and beat yourself up and feel like you, you'll never get there. Give yourself time to get there. Top notch. Then I think we move on to our final topic. All right. This is just so you know. Jackson Police Department runs over a 37-year-old man. And his mother files a missing persons report six months later. The police department says... That they buried him in a grave in a field. So, when I heard this one, because I heard this Ridiculous. one on the Ricky Smiley in the morning show, 
And I was listening to it. I'm like, so the mother filed a police report six months ago. They couldn't find the child and everything. Then come to find out the police shows up at her door and says, hey, yeah, your son's dead. We ran over him. And yes, he's buried in this Mark Grave 1-1 whatever. And I'm like, wow. So they're talking about the mother breaking down at the grave site. And I'm like, so for six months, you not found your child. Then the police are the people that ran over your child. I understand you're 37, but you're still somebody's child. You're still someone's loved one. But then I'm like, wow, that's crazy. So And I'm like, this is Mississippi. So you already know. <sighs> There's something going on here. You know, it's something going on here. And they're like, uh, they were like, this just went viral like the other day. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, how you tell somebody that you ran over their child, the police department, 37 year old person, you ran them over and then you buried them. So you didn't even try to find their family, their next of kin, or anything like that. Yeah, certain parts, don't get me wrong, I, I get it to a degree, but I'd be like, look, bro, like, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm here with somebody. Because I ain't never met a man who didn't come through a woman. I ain't never met one. So <laughs> if you hit me, I would just hope, you know, that you at least try to find her. Ancestry.com, Google search, all of the above. Like so many ways. And I and I doubt me at 37, I don't have some form of identification. Even if it's just my credit card, because who carries cash? (laughs) I ain't so I would just I would just be like just the complete neglect of life. Like I just the the loss of value the value of life is just not like you just and hit somebody and put them in a field yeah and that's like, and didn't even look for their people or nothing 37 year old black man in mississippi of course yeah you, you said a lot by, by, by just, by that, just that yeah, yeah. You know, they don't for one when she probably when she filed the police report they probably just was like oh he's an or oh, just another just, black man. That's, right, because they don't look for us. They don't even look for our kids. We don't look for our black kids. When black kids are taken, they don't get the same media coverage. No, they, don't. they don't get and all these Amber Alerts at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. This is where those things come in where you're like, man, you hope things are getting better, but when you hear stuff like this, it's like, man, that's some, that is messed up. I, 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 I try not to cuss. But I'm like, man, that is really messed up. Like, how could you, the loss of someone's life, that's horrible, but you didn't even try to find nobody for them. Okay. It's, it's got to be some more, right? And it, that's it's the it's thing. gotta be some Because why would they cover it up? Because somebody's covering up and yeah, so there's some more story behind it. Probably the officer was drunk or something. It was so, something. Because it's, yeah. Because how is this any different than any other dead person that you try to find a family like what something is missing and of course there's going to be lawsuits there's going to be this that and other that but they're going to find out and none of that will bring back but none of that will bring back her son or let her properly mourn her son or give her her six months back mother crying at the grave i'm like that really 
they really and because I'm like I'm a father. I love my children. Yes. Mm-hmm. But as my children get older, I'm still gonna love them the same. Oh, it doesn't I change. Imagine the fact that I've been looking for my child. As a mother, you that know you're gonna go for your child. That makes my heart hurt just hearing it. I mean, just even thinking about that as a mother. Oh, that's crazy. It's like us as black people, you would hope that we get the fair treatment like everyone else. But then you hear cases and things like this. And I'm like, if this happened six months or so ago, and now it's just now coming to light in the last couple of days, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, how did they even find out that that's what happened? The story because I'm pretty like see, we don't get no coverage. They were and they weren't going to tell it. They weren't, and they weren't going to say nothing. Mm-hmm. So somebody had to be like, "This this ain't sitting right." So right. They they pushed it out there themselves, and most likely it's probably one of us. Mm-hmm. They found out about it. And like, hey, we need to talk about this right. mm-hmm. because. Very few of us are ever found. Mm-hmm. They're they're unmarked graves for a reason. Yeah. And you just another number to them. You don't have a face. You don't have a name. You don't have an identity. You don't have a family. You don't have any of that. They yeah. Put you in this box. And be like, okay. But even for the police department, though. But that's all. So, that, so once again, all of that can be summed up to systemic racism. And that's the number one reason why we don't need to be black men against black women and black women against black women, black men and black against black men. We need to stick together to take care of ourselves because they are trying to erase us. Y'all hear about all this education stuff that they're trying to do. Well, where are our kids learning about life in a school? So now you're saying slaves benefited from slavery. Like all, you know, all those kind of things. That's all. That's how you start a dictatorship. That's how slavery was run. Take away the books, take away their education, language, culture. That's what they're trying. And they keep, it's like there are different ways that they keep trying to do it. So first it was like, OK, well, we have to end slavery because we're looking bad. So now we'll do Jim Crow. OK, well, now we're looking bad. So let's get everybody in prison. Yeah. So now education. Yeah. And if and you think about it, you can see the plan. Yeah. Exactly. And wanting to erase it because if you know your history, then you won't allow it to be repeated. They're banking on the rest of us to get older and die off. Yes. You know the truth. Mm hmm. Yes, exactly. Then then everybody thinks it was involuntary servitude. Right. A lot of people still don't realize you can still be a slave. Exactly. That's why I said you are a slave of the state. The 13th Amendment did not abolish slavery altogether. It stopped slavery except for in prison. And if you watch, that's a good documentary about that. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called The 13th by Ava DuVernay. And it was on, I think it's still on Netflix, but it talks about that exact thing that you said Mm -hmm. traces the history of it and how and why they did it. So that's why I said, and so now people are noticing this being frowned upon, you know, it's a lot of black people in prison. Let's do something about it. So now they're like, well, we got to change that. So let's get them when they're young. You know, there's more black people in prison than any other race, right? Yeah, exactly. Because the 13th 13th amendment, that's why I said y'all have to, if y'all are documentary people, even if you're not watch that documentary, because she breaks it down. And just the political climate right now is, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's ridiculous and 
now we're trying to educate ourselves on what um, elections we should be voting in because we all, all love the, them. The presidential <laughs> election is the main one when there's local elections going on right now that we all need to be voting in because they're making decisions about our lives and we don't know about it. Removing judges. Removing well, judges, doing all kinds of things that are for us. School boards. Most people don't understand. Congress is the people that make the laws. Is not the president. Mm -hmm. The don't make no laws. Congress makes the law. The president can sign a law in or he could veto it. If he vetoes it, then it's going back to Congress. And they, if they feel like they want to, they're still going to push a pass. And we elect the Congress. Yeah. Right. And those smaller divisions, so those city, all of that. That's why I tell everybody, I don't care if it's a dog catcher. I'm going to be voting. Vote. <laughs> I vote for everything. Every election. But that's a, a sorry. I'm gonna say the last rabbit thing. hole. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why um a lot of times now black people vote less than any other race. Mm -hmm. But then on top of us voting less, we don't understand our vote really does matter because we're like, oh well, it's not gonna affect nothing. If you could affect your community yeah. by voting, yes, then you could vote uh, affect basically the whole structure. I mean, it's it's been proven. If we were to actually do something, it could change. That. Yeah, and I mean, it, has, it has been proven. Look, look mm -hmm. what happened in, in Georgia. Yeah, they started putting laws in place to keep people from voting because they saw. Because they were like, man, they oh, for real. Yeah, they, they actually showing up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can't eat in the line. You can't drink water. You can't do anything. Which once again, slavery. Yeah, they want people to to exit the line because mm -hmm. they tired, they frustrated, whatever. Mm -hmm. But look, just even here, look what happened in Dallas County. We turned blue this yes. last election. We can change it, but of course, we can't do it ourselves. Texas is a big ass state, <laughs> right? But but one our, county at a time. One county at a time has to turn blue because right? that map was having a little blue it on was, it. A little blue everywhere. I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> it, things can't change. Like you just. You have to educate yourself, and then also you have to want to understand what can and cannot happen to you yeah. as a person. You have you need to know your individual rights, and a lot of this just I, I feel like circumstances around us mm -hmm. cause us not to care about those things, or think that it doesn't matter if we care. I think it's part of it too. A lot of it, I think, is people think that they don't matter that their votes don't count, that the community stuff doesn't count because it's so it's so pushed to do presidential election. But also, I think that's part of the system because they don't want you to know, you know, what your vote counts. And there's it's like early voting now. You can go all day, every day, anywhere you want to go. The last time we did early voting, because I have three generations alive in my family, we always go vote together. Last time we voted, we were number 16, 17, and 18. Out of the whole area precinct. <laughs> they have voted that day and it was four o'clock ruining us right and who do you think social media is geared towards yes. another target at black americans and just black people period i'm not even gonna say americans it is another target to distract us that's what it that's what it's for they give us a platform to you know speak our opinions and, and be loud and wrong and we take it yeah. <laughs> we take it you know and so and then these white people i'm sorry, I'm sorry these others <laughs> <laughs> you said and what you said i'm sorry they're looking at us like yeah we got them mm -hmm. so, my wife turned me on to this book Emma if it's alright let me grab a close out yeah. Yeah. so she turned on this book called Post Traumatic Slave oh yeah Syndrome, right? enjoy so, the group yeah. Oh. Yeah. so I'm reading right now I'm it's militant crazy. <laughs> it's crazy you know it's like little things that 
I do, that my mama do, well, did, that I didn't even pick up on. Like, you know, my kids, I, I go to the park with my kids and I have to play. And it's not because, you know, oh, I'm, I'm just here to play. Granted, I do play with my kids, but at the same time, it's like, I have like this sense in the back of my head, like my kids never say. Like, yeah. There's never a space where I'm like, Mm-hmm. Ah, somebody touch mine I gotta I know I'm gonna be there it's like it's a lack of community like across the board mm-hmm. they give the explanation like this thing in the book this example where it's this one kid is in the you know I think it's the bank and he's just running around running rampant right and then this little black kid is standing right there with his mom and then you know she makes it to the counter and he's like this is my opportunity and he gets to running around. And then it was another black lady in line who, of course, corrects the child like, hey, you get out of line, get back in line. Mm-hmm. And so now the kid's fun is, but it's it's deeper than just trying to keep your kid, like, well-behaved. It's more of like, you are outside just saying, you can't do what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you, you ain't going to be safe if you do it. Yeah. If this other kid can climb over the counter, kick over the papers, <laughs> do it. So right. when it comes down to it, the other people can vote, but we rather you watch because your vote, I always tell you, your vote don't matter. You need to stay in your place. It's like the whole world has a place for us, except we the people without a country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can build America, you just shouldn't try to stay here. You can't go back to Africa because they don't, like, they don't view you as African anymore. Which is not entirely true. Which is not true, but you know. They want you back. Yeah, they're doing but, celebrations and everything. But all of them. The whole term, like I, I recently, I've developed this like irritation with the term black. And not saying that I'm trying not to be black. I'm, I'm not saying mm-hmm. like I identify as black, but. I was I forgot exactly what I was reading. It's not in this book, not the post-traumatic studies thing, but it's another book that I was reading. But effectively, they explained to me that how does a boat ride change your race? And I never asked that question. I never in my life asked it because it was like America. You walk, you 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 hop on a boat. You got pulled over to this country. There's like somewhere between that, you went from. African or whatever you was to a black person, black. and that's and if you ask Mister Nancy, that's the that's a nice name for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, black. I'm gonna take black over uh, over colored. Right. So, <laughs> not to, in fact, I'm not gonna keep going the rainbow forever. This anybody got something? Because I didn't say I'm close. I never mind. This has been another episode of Some of the People. Y'all be easy. <laughs>